What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's Pals Pass Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, here with something a little bit different. I'm coming back to talk to you guys once again about Destiny. Destiny Wrestling hosted their annual event, Carnage, last night in Mississauga at the Don Kolov Arena. Now, for anybody that's been following me on social media, you'll know I've been calling this like hashtag Carnage 6 on all my tweets and posts and whatever. I don't know that it's technically called Carnage 6. I think it's just called Carnage. They reference it as the sixth anniversary of Carnage, but I don't know if the title of Carnage 6 was ever actually an official thing. It wasn't on any of the posters. Wasn't on any of the promotional stuff, anything like that. So if I was misleading anybody with any of those posts, I truly do apologize. But it was the hashtag that made the most sense. Now going into this, the uh, the two things that were drawing us in, the two things that were like, I don't want to say the selling points because Destiny sells itself, and I'm not gonna kiss their asses, but it's just true. But uh, the two selling points coming out of the last show were an appearance from Enzo Amore and the rematch between Alexander and and Skrull. Now, going into last night, we heard that, and I'm not even sure why, I didn't look into it because it doesn't matter, um, Enzo Mori wasn't going to be able to make it, so the fatal four-way between himself and Channing Decker and Lionel Knight and El Diablo was going to be different. I, I even went as far as on Facebook saying, hey, is this is there going to be a replacement or is this going to be a triple threat match? And I, I, I was severely lied to. I was severely misled. I'm, I'm, I'm lying, obviously, but I was... Uh, the answer was at the time that it was just going to be a triple threat match, which in and of itself would have been great would have been, like Decker versus Knight versus uh, Diablo would have been would have been enough like I, I don't want to say enough because that sounds really judgmental but it would have been a very very suitable match like uh, yeah I would have been bummed not seeing Enzo because I was kind of curious about that more than anything else but we'll get to that when we get to that and obviously fully intact is the rematch for the Destiny title between Josh Alexander and Marty Skrull now once again here's two guys that have their own hype in their own worlds. I mean, Josh Alexander, one half of the North, one half of the Impact Tag Team Champ. I actually did watch Hard to Kill. I haven't watched Impact in a long-ass time, but I did watch Hard to Kill, and that was a pretty damn good show, the Tessa Blanchard stuff notwithstanding. And Marty Skrull, obviously, making waves over in ROH. Apparently, he's got a huge deal now. Apparently, he's a writer for them now. I don't know about ROH at all, so I won't speak to that. But here's this big name from ROH, this big name from Impact, in Destiny fighting over their championship. One of the things that I think is really, really awesome about Destiny is you got all these companies that are all at war with each other and AEW is going to take out WWE and NXT is better than Dynamite and uh, Impact is over here trying to have a life and ROH is over here trying to have a life. Destiny through some fluke of, of good fortune, has great working relationships with WWE, NXT, AEW, Impact, ROH, and AEW. So we get everybody. We got Billy Gunn at a show. We got Sean Spears at a show. We have Marty Skrull right now. We have lots of people from Impact. People that I like from Destiny, who it turns out are all from Impact. People like uh, Josh Alexander, Aiden Prince, Trey Miguel, etc. Um, but we, we have must we've had Mustache Mountain there. The match that got me to go to a Destiny show for the first time was John Morrison versus Pete Dunne for that same title. So the... Uh, the widespread nature of who you could possibly see at a Destiny show is fantastic. But, I mean, you put Marty Skrull in his current situation and, and Josh Alexander, who is basically adopted by the Destiny crowd, in a main event, it, it's, it's enough. You don't need to put anything else on that card. Now, they did 
put other stuff on that card. But that's another story for another day. We started out with what they called a dark match, which I don't understand. Again, my ignorance, not, not a criticism of them. They call this a dark match. Why? Why are we ringing? Why is this a thing? Um, totally lost my train of thought there because my wireless speaker decided to beep at me. Uh, they called it a dark match, even though this wasn't televised, to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my vision. And I was, I was sitting front row, so if there was cameras, I would have seen them. But uh, it was El Reverso, who I've never seen before, versus another guy whose name I didn't catch, because I'm an idiot. But the other guy came out, and yes, it's in Canada, and yes, uh, Destiny is, you know, the big name in in Canadian independent wrestling, but he, the guy comes out, and he's obviously a heel, he's obviously a smart-ass, jackass, sarcastic heel, with the Canadian flag on his tights, but the Maple Leaf on the flag is upside down, ooh, boo, we don't like that. Plus, it has I'm sorry written on the back because we're Canadians and we're way too nice and we apologize way too much. And basically, the guy just every time he hits a big move on El Reverso, he's just shouting out I'm sorry to the crowd. And the Destiny faithful are there saying, no, you're not. And you suck. I will say a couple seats over and a couple rows up from me. There was a there was a kid must have been like maybe seven or eight telling everybody they sucked, telling absolutely everybody they sucked. And. The people immediately around me, and myself included, every time that kid told somebody off, we started a That Kid's Awesome chant. Because that's the kind of fun you can have at a Destiny show. Now, El Reverso, a name like El Reverso, lends itself to a lot of puns, to a lot of great, um, clever wordplay, etc. So obviously, when this other fella, who, as I say, I didn't catch his name, which is really unfortunate, had him in a really, really prolonged figure four spot. Because, uh, you know... When you chop somebody in the chest, no matter who you are, you get a woo from the crowd. And he, he screamed at the crowd. He said, you want a woo? Here's a woo. And he put him in the figure four. And um, did the whole, like, grabbing the, the middle rope to add extra leverage, you know, letting go as soon as the referee looks. And then when the referee is looking for the submission, he does it again and, and whatever and whatever. And after a long, long, long spot in the figure four, El Reverso reversed it. So that got a uh, he-reversed-it chant from the crowd, which was great. And Reverso eventually wins. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what he hit to win the match because the whole him reversing the figure four because his name is El Reverso was the was the high point of the match. But he won, obviously. Luchadors, and, and, and I hate to generalize like this, anybody, anybody in a mask gets an immediate pop from a crowd. I don't care whether you're one of the Lucha House Party or you're one of the Lucha Brothers in AEW. People in masks get pops, so our focus was on him already, and uh, he got the win, so the other fella, his name was, like I say, escapes me, his job was just to come out there, play up to the Canadian crowd, play against all the Canadian stereotypes, and then get embarrassed and get his ass handed to him, and everybody did that really good, and this was a match we didn't even know was happening, so... A little bit of fun. Hey, good, good lucha things, as Sinkara would say, and uh, really fun. Not nothing too consequential. I'm not gonna lie, but um, really, really fun way to start the show. Really fun match for you know the last couple of people finding their seats to find their seats. As as disrespectful as that may sound, I hope it doesn't come out that way. But it 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 well more than served its purpose. Is what I'll say. Then we come on to the Fatal 4-Way that was supposed to have Enzo Amore in it. It's Decker and Knight and Diablo. And we do have a fourth person, so Facebook lied to me. How can that be? It's on the internet. It must be true. Anyways, 
The fourth guy in there was another guy I, I'm not familiar with uh, who's apparently making his debut in Destiny. We're going to talk about that later. And his name was Red Death Daniel Garcia. Now, this guy came in, huge chip on his shoulder, huge, huge chip on his shoulder, knowing he's the unknown, knowing he, he potentially could be overlooked in the match. This is the psychology that, that I picked up on. Um was that everybody else knew who Lionel Knight was, everybody else knew who El Diablo was. El Diablo was done up like it was either Halloween or he's doing his own version of a Darby Allen or or he's, you know, he's tried to paint uh, Pentagon's mask actually onto his face or he, he might be doing like a Day of the Dead thing because his nickname is apparently Red Death. Um, but he fought the entire time like he was trying to make up for being the fourth part of the match, if that makes sense. Decker is there. Decker's the guy I'm behind. The guy's really, really cool. The guy's been cool to me every time I've been there. And uh, I should say, Decker started out this before this match started with a promo talking about how the fact that he's been over in Japan. He's been getting his ass kicked all over Japan, tearing his, tearing his skin up, doing like deathmatch type stuff. Follow Hardcore Channing Decker on Instagram if you want to see what this guy's been up to. The guy is absolutely insane. The the guy fought Moose last year and got put through a door. Oh yes, Lionel Knight is just athletic as hell, and Diablo, like I say, is more that that goth character that we all seem to love in wrestling. And it splits off pretty quickly. Like Diablo and Knight uh, concern themselves with each other, and Decker and Garcia concern themselves with each other to a point where um, it's almost two matches happening at once, and it's kind of cool. And you have that cross, that moment where two people cross over in the match, so they fight for a while, and it's not as formulaic as, say, a WWE Fatal 4-Way match, but it was one of those match over here, match over here, but sometimes those ships cross in the night, and those people get into it with each other, etc. Huge pop for when hardcore Channing Decker starts doing hardcore things, bringing in the chairs, etc., there's a spot where he, and I couldn't get a picture of it, my picture of it sucks, um, he heaves a chair, freeform, at, I believe, Lionel Knight's face, and that was probably the dirtiest crack sound of the night, and it was just one of those things where, okay, we're all having this match, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, it's marvelous, but Decker starts doing Decker things, and the chairs come out, and everybody, pop, the pop for him even coming out was great, because he had the, the, the Canadian colored trunks, but he had the the Japanese like headband on and you know paying respect to Japan but it's nice to be home etc 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 but just the guy's over his the guy could walk into any arena and get himself over and that's not hyperbole I think it's just absolutely true eventually though Decker and Garcia brawl to the back and if they go up the ramp they go to the back and they're sort of never seen from again which leaves us with 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 uh, with Knight and and Diablo and they carry on and they have this relatively normal match after that and I, and I say normal in a good way because we've had all these hardcore things we've had all these multi-person like pile of people type tropes in the match and it gets back down to a regular one-on-one -on -one match to the at a point in the match where that seems different enough and they, they carry on and they carry on and eventually Diablo wins he gets the win the crowd loves him Lionel Knight really gets sort of left behind in this match, which is kind of a bummer, but the guy's athletic as hell. I'm sure he's going to get something soon. Now, that is not the end of this match tonight, if, if, if you catch my meaning. But we carry on right now to the first tag team, or the only, I should say, tag team match of the show, which is, again, where I go back to admitting who I know and who I don't know. Death Thread Army versus Sabotage. Four guys that I am not that familiar with, but four guys that 
and this is going to be this is going to seem like I'm giving the match a bit of a short shrift, but it was just four guys in there beating the fuck out of each other. Now the separate story in this one was the debut of Destiny Wrestling's new referee Emily Parker, and Emily Parker. I, I think it's Parker or Packer. Somebody correct me down in the box below, please, if I've got it wrong. Um, in the most respectful way possible, she's not a very big person. She's a very small person in a match with four very big dudes, and she made herself an equal presence to the four guys in the ring, and I thought it was really, really, really impressive, and she, she held her own, and as a referee, um, I think she did a really good job. I hope she stays. I, I think she's from the Maritimes, so she, this might just be sort of a guest spot. I know she was involved in the show last night in Cornwall, um, but I hope she comes back. I mean, I, it's a weird thing to say, because when you're watching a wrestling match, the, the focus shouldn't be on the referee, but she was announced before the show came about, so when she did come out, she did, everybody, all the referees get cheered. At Destiny 2, which is kind of cool. So she got cheers. Uh, the other referee, Harry D, got cheers. The other referee, whose name escapes me at the moment, got cheers. Um, George Iceman, who who runs the joint, uh, who is always very very cool to me, gets cheers. Everybody gets cheers, not just the wrestlers. It's it's a good deal. No Alicia too at this show, which is kind of a bummer. But anyways, yeah, Emily Parker was the ref. She was there. She was doing good. She was doing good ref things. That's that's going to be the theme of this video, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I don't have much to say other than this was a really awesome brawling uh, tag team match. There's not much context I can give it because right now Destiny doesn't have a tag team title. I hope they do in the future. It's like I hope they have a women's title in the future, but they don't have anything to definitely go for, so I don't have much that I can offer in the way of opinion on this match, other than it was four guys having an awesome brawl that seemed to have really awesome chemistry between the teams. Uh, apparently this was Sabotage's debut, apparently Death Threat Army's been there before from talking to the other people that were at the show. I, uh, I'm i at a loss on that one, I'm, I'm a little less familiar. Something else that I should say, totally not Destiny related, but definitely YouTube related. Uh, if any of you have heard of the YouTuber Christian Miracle, he does the WWE Sins videos. He was at the show tonight, and he was um, sitting right around uh, my section. I got a chance to chat up him a little bit. He's a really cool dude. If you haven't gone to uh, the Christian Miracle YouTube channel, and just or just look up uh, any particular pay-per-view with the word Sins at the end, and you'll find, find him. He's a really good dude. You should go check him out. He's far more successful than I am, so I'd love a shout-out from him, but I don't think that's going to happen. As DTA win the match, they're heading back up the ramp. Decker and Garcia brawl from the back, back to the ring again. The first thing that happens here, which is wonderful, because I said sort of Lionel Knight and El Diablo became sort of a match on its own, these two could be a match on their own, the crowd starts chanting, ring the bell. They start chanting, ring the bell at Emily, they start chanting, ring the bell at Harry D, they start chanting, ring the bell to George Iceman. It doesn't happen, but they do brawl for a bit. Decker sets up two chairs for a big spot, Garcia manages to escape, and Decker gets back on the microphone once again, basically sort of takes on the role of the elder statesman of destiny where he says you know i i hear, I hear you're new here but when i hear when i think of uh 
the when I think of the name Destiny, I think of great names like Aiden Prince. I think of great names like uh, Cedric, or not Cedric Alexander, Josh Alexander, and I definitely think of names like Channing Decker. How about we do this the right way? I've already talked to George Iceman. March twenty second, we're gonna have a match. Roddy, Roddy, Rod. So whatever their next show is, the one that's happening on March 22nd, the first match announced is Red Death versus White Bronco. It's going to be Garcia versus Decker. And that's it. And then George Iceman comes out to talk about the next shows, talk about, uh, you know, March 22nd is the next show. That's the first match announced. We're not getting the announcement of the main event. We're not getting the announcement of the celebrity involvement. We're not getting even the name of the show, and we didn't get to pre-buy tickets tonight, which was kind of a bummer. It means I gotta go buy them online, which is a pain in the ass. But, he also announced that next, by the time they have their next show, they're going to have a liquor license, which got one of the biggest pops of the night, which is all good. Then we had our women's match of the evening. Again, this is going to become a theme for tonight. Two people that I am not really familiar with. Alexia Nicole, who is apparently from Impact. Somebody, some of my Impact friends out there can let me know down in the box below. And debuting for Destiny was Jody Threat, who is sort of like, like, a, like a punky skater type gimmick. Alexia Nicole is very small. It is what I'll say. If you don't believe me, there's going to be a slideshow at the end of this video that you can check out. I got a picture with her, and I got a picture with Jody Threat as well. I got a picture with George Iceman as well. This is all very, very cool things. But go look at the picture of myself and Alexia Nicole. She's the one in the blue. And I look like a giant. Now, let's be real for a second. I'm not exactly short, and I'm not exactly skinny. But I, I talked to this this girl who is an absolute sweetheart, like, they, most, like most of them are at Destiny, and I look like a giant standing next to her. And I don't know how to feel about that. But anyways, <laughs> Jody Threat's a badass as well. Uh, fun match overall, they play up the size difference a lot. Um, I met both, I, I already said that, I met both stars after the match and they were really, really nice. Uh, Jody Threat gets the win, which is awesome. I mean, she's making her Destiny debut and Alexia Nicole, if everything is to be believed, is sort of an import from Impact. So everything made sense. They're both athletic as hell. They're both, um, as I say, um, when I come to Destiny, I came initially for the names that I already knew. The, the Pete Dunns, the John Morrisons, etc. And then I quickly made my favorites there. Uh, the most recent example would be Shotzi Blackheart, who is now in NXT doing great NXT things, like eliminating Shayna Baszler from the Battle Royal and stealing all the spotlight from a very undeserving Bianca Belair. Moving on. I want to see both of these again. Like, I want to see both of these again, like, real, real soon. Um, there was always the, uh, the match that we were supposed to get between Shotzi Blackheart and Paige's mom, whose name I can't remember, so she's Paige's mom for now. Uh, I mean, have Paige's mom come in and take on Jody Threat and put her over, or, or don't, or whatever. That'd be really cool. I would like to see, again, just, just a little bit of, uh, wishful thinking, not criticism, underscore, not criticism. I would like to see maybe one or two more women's matches at, at these shows. That's just me. I'd also, as we've talked about, me and several Destiny fans on the Destiny page on Facebook and on Twitter and, and etc. I'd like to see some Destiny hats because this, the old gimmick hat, is getting old and it's hard to find hats that fit my big head. Now, moving on, we got Kevin Blackwood who is the current Destiny Next Generation Champion and who also aligned himself with Marty Skrull at the last show and each one helped the other one pick up the titles that they respectively had. I don't know who he was supposed to face tonight. I think it was there was somebody else that was that was hung up. I know Aiden Prince was supposed to be on the show, uh, and he wasn't there for some reason, along with Enzo. 
But he basically came out and talked about his match last night in Cornwall, successfully defending his title, and now he officially has a better title defense ratio than the immediate previous champion, Trey Miguel, which was a nice shot at a guy that's not even there. So he's going to have an open challenge, and it was answered by Vaughn Vertigo. Now, I don't know anything about Vaughn Vertigo, but from a storytelling perspective, it does... Please take this in the way that I mean it. In a storytelling context, it doesn't really matter that I didn't know who Von Vertigo was. Um, the match had sort of an odd... I remember sitting in the arena, or in the in the Don Koloff, and thinking that this match was really, really slow. I don't think it actually was really slow. I think coming off of the last few matches, where you got the El Reverso uh, match, which is basically a luchador match, high-paced, high-flying sort of things, the chaotic Fatal 4-Way, the chaotic... Um, tag team match, the brawl with Decker and all that. Everything was super high energy. This match just brought it back down to a much more methodical pace, which on the night felt slow, but in retrospect feels right in a way. I love Blackwood's attitude because he, he has this... He's got the, again, that rocker, goth, emo imagery to him that wrestling fans seem to gravitate towards. I mean, look at the Lucha Brothers, look at The Undertaker, look at The Fiend, all that sort of thing. But then behind that, he knows that people are going to like it so he can he can get away with being a dick, so he's just telling people off. He's, he's out there with his belt talking about how is it that one of the greatest wrestlers in Ontario is from Buffalo, and we'll get to that later on. Um, but it, it's it's almost like he's, he's, he's an asshole in a cool costume. Because he goes out there in a costume that people he knows people are going to cheer just so he can rip it away from them, which is really, really awesome and subtle, and it's really good. Like I say, the match had a really weird pace. There's a, there's a point in the match where this Vertigo is going to do some sort of senton maneuver. Blackwood pulls Harry D, the referee, on top of him so that Harry D takes the, t takes the splash, and the referee's incapacitated. Oh no, what are we going to do? Blackwood gets some cherries. He's going to he's go there to do some shady, shady shit. But then there's a run-in. We have a run-in from Diablo, who won his match earlier on in the night, and you think, maybe he's here... Maybe he's going to stick up for Vertigo. Maybe he's going to stop all these dastardly deeds. But then he turns around. He hits a mist on Vertigo. Blackwood wins, retains his championship. And Diablo and Blackwood leave together. And as I said somewhere on Twitter, Blackwood gets by with a little help from his friends. And yes, that pun is terrible. Now, I will say, comedy-wise, and we're going to talk about a comedy match in a second, but comedy-wise, the best thing in this entire match because he had underscored the thing so much, oh, isn't it bad that the best wrestler in Ontario is actually from Buffalo, one of the fans, way behind me in the bleachers at one point in the match, Blackwood has has Vertigo in the corner. He's given him, like, the typical, like, ten punches in the corner or whatever. And one of the fans shouts, shouts out, your wings suck because he's from Buffalo. And Blackwood completely drops character for a second and turns around and he's like, Really? <laughs> like this? And then he gets right back into character right back in the match. And I thought, you know what? On TV, that would be cheesy. On TV, that probably wouldn't happen. But to be there at a show with a crowd like we had last night, that was... That popped me. That was one of the biggest pops of the night. That, along with the kid that kept on telling everybody that they sucked, were, was really, really cool. Now, you want to talk about comedy. You want to talk about really, really, really ridiculous, campy, stupid comedy done really well. RJ City versus Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky comes out and he's a little bit sleazy. He's a little bit like 
80s porn star, mustache included, um, talking about how he's the greatest guy ever, and he starts, you know, he's, I expect everybody to say my name with me, Pretty Ricky, and then he thinks about it and says, you know what, it, it sounds better when you guys don't join me, I'm the most entertaining person, rider, rider, RJ City, who is the most camp and I'm pretty sure metrosexual wrestler I've ever seen, comes out and he says, if you want to be the most entertaining wrestler out there, you don't you have to be entertaining? Like, can, can you even sing? And RJ City hits this ridiculously high note, and for comedy purposes, you know, pretty riggy. Why? Why? Why is this a thing? Comes out, hits this ridiculously high note for comedy value. Pretty Ricky tries to hit it and goes incredibly low, high, low, high, low, and then RJ City just gives him a chop, and to which he screams and gets the high note that he wants, and it's all really, really good. And then, and and it, it's just com it's pure comedy. It's um, RJ City took on Dalton Castle last time I was at a Destiny show, and I thought that was campy. This was almost an upper level of camp from that because at one point. Pretty Ricky headbutts him low, and while while uh, the referee is... This is another one with, with the referee, Emily, there, and she played into this absolutely wonderfully. But um, where was I going with that? Yeah, he, head, he headbutts him low and uh, pulls a toy gun out of his tights, and he holds it to him, and it's like, okay, what is that? And for a second, I thought it was a water gun. I'm like, oh, he's going to spray him with a water gun. That's that's whatever and whatever. But the, Emily knocks it out of his hand, and Emily's like sort of scolding him for it. RJ, behind the referee's back, manages to pick up the gun. And it's actually a little, a little pop gun of Pyro. And he pops off the pop gun and hits Pretty Ricky in the nuts. So he's been headbutted in the nuts. He's been shot in the nuts. They st they start taking a couple more cheap shots at each other. Emily scampers out to the outside of the ring, grabs the gun, holds the gun on both of them, and says, I've had enough. I want a nice, clean wrestling match. And they do this 10-second or so sequence of, like, really slow, like, Mr. Wrestling 101 grapple exchanges before they get back into the actual fight. Now, the match is actually won by something that is even more ridiculously camp than the rest of the match, and that's RJ City's finishing move which is the B. Arthur, or sorry, the knee, knee Arthur, I, I fucked up the pun there, is basically just this awesome running high knee that he does, but he pulls down his one knee pad to show a second knee pad that has the face of B. Arthur from the Golden Girls on it, so it's called Knee Arthur, he hits the knee and he gets the win. Now, that, that, that is a through line, because if you go back through my videos a while ago from last year, there, there is a moment where he's in the ring with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They had a they had a retro show. That was where I met. I think that was where I met Billy Gunn and a bunch of other people. But um, I have a video up there, and it's just RJ City singing the Golden Girls theme to. Uh, why did I lose my train of thought? There? He's singing the Golden Girls theme to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So he's singing the thing, and he's got the knee, and he's got the knee Arthur, and it's really, really good. Pretty Ricky was just out there being a slimy asshole. It was really good. This is, you know, we, we slate uh, bigger companies like WWE, AEW, NXT, whatever, because they try to force comedy. And again, being on TV, being syndicated around the world is a lot different than being at a small show like this. I get that. But it's so funny how something so simple is hilarious and big, gigantic, huge, multi-world companies can't pull off simple shit like this. So my hat's off to RJ City, Pretty Ricky, and uh, referee Emily because she was really, uh, uh, what do you call it? Words are escaping me right now. She was a very important part of why why this worked. And, uh, 
yeah, nothing else to say other than it was hilarious and it was really good. But yeah, the referee, like I say, who's not very big, this this tiny, tiny referee holding these two guys at gunpoint with the plastic gun, which we know doesn't have anything in it, because RJ already popped off the, the popper that's supposed to come out of it. It was all just really good. And it was a really good let-me-up before we got into the main event. Marty Skrull versus Josh Alexander 2 for the Destiny World Championship. Hard-hitting, hard-slamming, just two guys beating the absolute shit out of each other. Um, every every slam was huge. Every slam Josh did was huge. Every slam that Marty did was huge. The pile drivers from from Josh Alexander are are criminal. Uh, one of the highlights of the match was this ridiculous whiplash of a tornado DDT from Marty Skrull. The entire crowd urging him the whole match to do the chicken wing, which was really really good. But eventually, Alexander does win. Alexander does get the. Uh, the Destiny Championship back, and it's cool in a way because I know Destiny, wait, well before I was going there, had already adopted Josh Alexander as like their guy, but uh, Marty Skrull, and yes, laugh at me, Destiny Wrestling, last year or the year before was the first time I'd ever seen Marty Skrull, go ahead, laugh, to me, Marty Skrull is a Destiny guy, I don't watch ROH, just like Josh Alexander was a Destiny guy until I realized that he was also at Impact. Um, really good match. I wanted to see more from Marty Skrull, and now that he doesn't have the title, I don't know that that's going to happen as often. Now, there's a really respectful promo between the two of them after the fact, and he's like, you know what, I, I've, I've fought a lot of really good guys here and there, and you know what, anytime, you know, all it takes is a difference of one second for a match to go anyway, so anytime you want to come back, I'll be here. I'll still have this, by the way, and, and you're welcome to come get another shot. Um, Blackwood and Diablo come out, and... It was one of those, it could have gone two ways type of thing. Like, it could have been a three-on-one beatdown on Josh Alexander because they had established at the last show that Marty Skrull and and Kevin Blackwood had an alliance. Now, if Kevin Blackwood and Diablo have an alliance, they could have, have a have a trio there. So it could have been a three-on-one beatdown of, of Josh Alexander, but it wasn't. Diablo and Blackwood turned on Marty Skrull. Instead, Alexander, being the good guy, comes back and helps them. They fight them off, and, and they talk some more respectful shit the crowd immediately chanting please come back to marty scroll marty scroll talks about you know i gotta go for now please continue supporting destiny please continue supporting your local canadian wrestling and all that and he capped off his promo by saying i will be back so great show absolutely absolutely great show a lot of fun uh not everything we were expecting like i say aiden prince wasn't able to make it and zolmore wasn't able to make it hopefully we see them at, at a much later date. I hope we see Marty Skrull again. I hope to see uh, Blackwood and Diablo as a tag team now, taking on somebody. I was really hoping that the last uh, the last little bit there was going to lead to the announcement that it was Alexander and Skrull versus Blackwood and Diablo at the next show, and that could very well happen, but it wasn't announced on the night, and Blackwood has his singles title that he needs to, uh, needs to defend. I want to see more of El Reverso. I want to see more of the ladies that we saw tonight. I want to see more from uh, DTA and Sabotage, because I feel bad enjoying that tag team match and not knowing anything about either tag team. But this was a really good show to uh, to George Iceman and the entire Destiny roster, both in-house and imports. Um, absolutely fantastic show. And the next one is coming up on March 22nd. Anybody in the GTA area or can, that can get to the GTA area, I really do suggest you uh, go check out their show. Now, 
if you're listening to me in a podcast form, what's about to come up now is just a bunch of music and a bunch of sound. Because what's going to be on the end of this video is all the videos that I took from the show and uh, whatever music I decide to put over the put over the slideshow. Uh, that won't do much for you uh, as a listener. So if you want to bow out right now, that's cool. If you want to go check me out on, on YouTube and, and see the rest of it, that's absolutely cool. For those of you watching on YouTube, please continue to watch because I'm going to throw all my, all my highlights and photos and whatever on the end of this video. And yeah, most of it's shit. Most of it's taken on, all of it's taken on my cell phone. So it is what it is. Hang out or don't. Thanks for listening. I've been Spaz, your YWC reality check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, I am tagging out. Bye, guys.
way to the ring area. Ladies and gentlemen, from Cambridge, England, he is one of the biggest superstars in the world. And the current Destiny World Wrestling Champion, please welcome the villain, Marty Skrull!